to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. What's up? Welcome back to Mind Your Hormones. I'm so excited for today's episode because today's episode is a Q&A from you specifically. So on Instagram, if we're not already friends there, come hang out with me. I'm always over there. I put up a question box on my Instagram story asking you what are your questions about cycle phases because I talk a ton about it. I absolutely love talking about it. It's super, super important that we have this information and I wanted to know what you were specifically curious about. So I'm going to be answering four of the questions I got. I got a lot of similar ones, so kind of mashing them all together. But today we're going to go through four of them and really just answer them so you have a clear understanding of what's going on. And if you like this style episode of Q&As, come reach out to me on Instagram at Angelica, and I'll do more of them because I really do want to answer the questions that you're curious about because this is a community. I want to be putting out content that is serving you and that is really helping you in the specific phase you're in in your life right now. So let's hop to it. Number one is, do you have cycle phases if you don't have a period or if you're on birth control? So this is such an awesome question. And the answer is very kind of simple in that you have some of the phases, but you don't have all of them. Because if you don't have a period, that means that you're not ovulating. And ovulating is one of the phases of our cycle, right? We have four phases to the cycle. We have our follicular phase, our ovulatory phase, our luteal phase, and our menstruation phase. And most of us know about the menstruation phase when you're bleeding and ovulation when you can get pregnant, but there are two other phases within that. And if you're new to cycle phases and you don't know what I'm talking about, definitely go back to a bunch of other episodes where I talk more about it. But the reason why we have phases is because our hormones are fluctuating throughout the month. They're not always at the same levels, which is why you don't feel the same every day. You're not meant to feel the same every day. We're not meant to do the same things every single day. So they are called phases, kind of like seasons, like winter, summer, spring, fall. It's the same thing within our body that we go through on a cyclical basis, on a monthly basis, because of the the fluctuating hormone levels that we have. So if you don't have a period, that means that you're not ovulating. So then you don't go through the full four phases. Same with if you're on birth control, specifically if you're on the pill, whether it's the progestin only, the combined, you know, whatever that is, you are not ovulating, nor are you ovulating if you're on the NuvaRing or the implant. Those three hormonal birth controls suppress ovulation. So you're not actually even getting a real period. What's happening is you're getting a withdrawal bleed from the synthetic hormones. And I did a ton of podcast episodes on that. You can go back and check those out. I'll put them in the show notes. So if you are on hormonal birth control, you are not ovulating. So you don't have an actual cycle. So you really can't experience the four phases at all because you don't have fluctuating hormone levels. You just have the synthetic hormones. If you're not on 
on hormonal birth control and you just are not getting a period right now, that's called an anovulatory cycle, which means again, that you are not ovulating, which means you don't have ovulation phase and you also don't have a luteal phase. The luteal phase is the 10 to 14 days before you get your period. And what makes the luteal phase is the progesterone that's created from ovulation. Because when you ovulate, your body produces the hormone progesterone, which is a really, really crucial hormone that I talk a shitload about on this podcast because it's so important. It is helping your metabolism, your thyroid, your mood, your skin, hair, nails. It helps prevent you from osteoporosis and endometrial cancer later in life and heart disease. It's very, very, very important. It also holds on to and nourishes a pregnancy. But if you're not getting a period, then you're not ovulating, which is what we call an anovulatory cycle. So this means that you're not producing progesterone, so you're not getting a luteal phase. Instead, if you aren't getting a period, you and you maybe are getting some breakthrough bleeding randomly, and again, you know that you're not fully getting a period if you are not ovulating. And the only way to know that is to track your ovulation, which I did another whole podcast episode on this of how to track your basal body temperature and your cervical mucus. So I will link that below. It's episode 123. But if you're not, if you have an anovulatory cycle, you have a long follicular phase and estrogen production, and then eventually a breakthrough bleed. Okay. So again, this is why I talk so much about tracking your ovulation because some people will just see that they're bleeding here and there and think that they're getting a period. It's not a true period unless you ovulate. This could be a breakthrough bleed, which is what an anovulatory cycle is. An anovulatory cycle is when you are not ovulating, but instead you are producing some estrogen in that follicular phase, but you're not ovulating, but you had enough estrogen to build up your uterine lining where now it's going to shed and you're going to have that breakthrough bleed. But that's That does not mean you're going through all the cycle phases because you need to go through all of them. You need to ovulate in order to go through all the cycle phases. And if you aren't getting a period right now or you're not ovulating, I did another podcast episode on that last week that I'll link below, but because it talks about this couple of the reasons why that could be happening. One of them is that your pituitary gland might not be stimulating the release of LH luteinizing hormone and FSH follicular stimulating hormone to support ovulation. That could be why you're not ovulating. Um, and again, go back to that other episode where I talk more about the reasons why you aren't ovulating because that's a whole podcast episode in and of itself. But to answer the question in kind of a simple way of do you have cycle phases if you don't have a period or if you're on hormonal birth control, The simple answer is no. You're not going through all of the phases, especially if you're on the pill, the nuvering, the implant. You are not going through all of the phases. You don't have cycle phases. If you don't have a period and you're not ovulating, you might be going through the follicular phase if you have that breakthrough bleed, but you are not producing progesterone. You're not going through the ovulatory phase, and you're also not going through the luteal phase. So I hope that that clears it up a little bit because I know this could get confusing. The 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 main thing that I want you to all understand when it comes to cycle phases is to take your focus. If you're really concerned, like, oh, what phase, man? What's going on? The main thing that you need to prioritize first is making sure that you are regularly ovulating. That is always the most important for your hormone health. Are you regularly ovulating? Are you tracking your basal body temperature? You see that you're ovulating. You have a period that is coming regularly between 21 to 35 day cycle consistently 
for you every single month. Is that happening? Because that is where we need to always, always, always start. Once that is consistent, once you are getting a regular period, once not only are you seeing that you're bleeding, but you're tracking your ovulation so you know that you're ovulating, then you could tap into the cycle phases. So it's really important to have that piece down first and then get into the nitty gritty of feeling into the different phases of your cycle, supporting each phase and all of that. But in order to do that, you have to get a regular period and ovulate first and not be on hormonal birth control. So safely transitioning off hormonal birth control and or making sure that you're ovulating. Okay. Number two is what is the length of time for each phase? Like how do I know which phase I'm in? What's going on? So I'm going to give you a breakdown of the general idea of length of time for each phase, and then I'll go into some detail about it. So for the menstrual phase, we'll start there because the menstrual phase is day one of your cycle. That's when you start all over again. It's day one, the day you fully start bleeding. And your menstrual phase could be anywhere from about three to seven days. You definitely want to have a, at least a medium, light to medium flow for three days minimum. And then it could go up to seven days. Okay. So about three to seven days for your menstrual phase. And then once you stop bleeding, once you're no longer bleeding, you enter your follicular phase. And your follicular phase is the most variable part of the menstrual phase. It can change. So it ranges from about seven to 21 days, which is a really long stretch of time. And that's why it is the variable part of the menstrual cycle. Whereas in contrast, the luteal phase, which we'll get to in a second, but the luteal phase is almost exactly the same every single cycle. And it doesn't really vary, but the follicular phase will vary and it can change for multiple different reasons. It could change if you are overly stressed that month, if you're traveling, if you're changing the way you're eating, if um, you know, if you are sick or maybe you just got uh, medication or something like that, it can change because of that. So that is, again, it could be anywhere from seven to 21 days. Typically your follicular phase will be about the same every time, but again, it can change. So really making sure that you are tracking your basal body temperature, you're tracking your cervical mucus. Again, go back to episode 123 for a full dive into that. But that is about the range of when it will be. And that follicular phase starts right after you stop bleeding. And then towards the end of the follicular phase, you're going to notice an uptick in your cervical fluid, an uptick in your motivation, an uptick in your energy, an uptick in your sex drive. And this is letting you know that you are going into the ovulatory phase. Because when we are tracking our basal body temperature, when we are tracking our uh, cervical mucus, your basal body temperature will let you know once you already ovulated. Once you already ovulated, your basal body temperature will increase because progesterone is created from ovulation and progesterone increases your body temperature. Okay. I'm going to go into it a little bit just because I want you to understand when we're going through this episode. But again, please go back to episode 123 because it goes really deeply into it. And it's very important for you to understand actually how to track everything. So your follicular phase, as you're going towards the end of it, you're going to notice an uptick in your cervical mucus. And that is when, you know, you're wiping, if you're peeing before or after, you notice it's going to start to get slippery. It's going to look like raw egg white. It's stretchy. There's more of an uptick of it. That is your peak cervical mucus. And that is letting you know that you're approaching ovulation because your body is super, super smart and does that on purpose because it makes it easier for sperm to travel to the egg in this cervical mucus. And this is why 
why you are fertile before you ovulate because sperm could stay alive in cervical mucus for up to five days. So you could technically only get pregnant up to six days out of the month, which is a question that came up after that, which we'll, I'll dive into in a second. But for your follicular phase, I know I'm going all over the place, but it's kind of hard to just answer these questions black and white. So again, the follicular phase, it could be anywhere from seven to 21 days. And you will know when you're approaching the end of the follicular phase and entering your ovulatory phase, when you notice an uptick in your cervical mucus, it changes from kind of a lotiony material or a consistency where it's a little bit creamy, the cervical mucus, and it changes to more slippery. There's an uptick in it. You notice it. It's clear, raw, egg white, stretchy. It's there you know it's there. And again, everybody's going to have a different amount of cervical mucus because the level of estrogen you have in your body is what produces our cervical mucus. So everyone's going to have a different amount of it, but you should still notice a difference. So that is the follicular phase. And then again, moving into ovulation, that is when you're more motivated, your sex drive is higher, your cervical mucus is peaking, and this could be anywhere from about three to five days. The actual act of ovulation is only one day. Okay, like that's when the egg is released, it's one day. But the phase of it can be anywhere from really three to five days. And you could actually feel the energy of ovulation longer than that, but the actual act of ovulation where you can get pregnant or you want to avoid pregnancy can be that three to five day span because leading up to ovulation, you have that uptick in cervical mucus. And then once you actually ovulate, you produce the hormone progesterone, which upticks your basal body temperature. So if you're tracking your basal body temperature, you will notice that your temperature will go from about 97 to 90. 97.7 degrees. That's your pre-ovulatory basal body temperature. And then it will uptick to about 98 to 98.8 degrees. It will increase about 0.5 degrees and it will stay that higher temperature for at least three consecutive days to confirm ovulation. It should stay that higher temperature until you bleed. And that's going to show you that you have healthy progesterone levels. But the ovulation phase in general is about three to five days long. And then after you ovulate, after you see that uptick in your temperature and that it stays high for those three days, at least three consecutive days, it has to stay high. If it drops down after that, you still ovulated, but your progesterone levels are probably low. But again, it should stay that higher temperature until you get your period. Okay. So ovulation, once you see that temperature uptick, you that increase in your basal body temperature, that is when you know you have entered your luteal phase. And your luteal phase is about 10 to 14 days long. And this is is the a very consistent phase where for you, if you, once you start tracking it, you're going to see that your luteal phase is always 11 days. It's always 12 days. It's always 14 days. It's always the same, pretty much always the same. Whereas your follicular phase can shift, but your luteal phase is almost always the same. And you will get to know this better once you start tracking your cycle more consistently and seeing a pattern. But in general, it's about 10 to 14 days long. And then again, we start all over again and go to your menstrual phase. So that was a lot for one question. So I'm going to wrap wrap it up really quick. So number two was what is the length of time for each phase? Menstrual phase, about three to seven days. Follicular, about seven to 21 days. Ovulation, three to five days. Luteal, 10 to 14 days. Okay. And then there's all the variations in between, but that is about how long it will be. 
And a healthy cycle is going to be anywhere from, and when I say cycle, that means from day one of your period, day one, you start bleeding until the day before you bleed again will be anywhere from about 21 to 35 days long. And that has to be consistent. So you are always either getting your cycle is always 25 days or it's always 30 or 32, or it's not like it's sometimes 21, sometimes 35, sometimes 26, sometimes 40. It's consistent, give or take a couple of days. Okay. Number three, is how do you know when you move to luteal phase? And this is, I pretty much answered this in the last question, but the way that you know that you're moving into the luteal phase is by tracking your basal body temperature, is by seeing that your temperature, your basal body temperature increased from 97.7, 97 to 97.7 degrees up to 98 to 98.8 degrees. And it stays at higher temperature for at least three days. That is how you know that you entered your luteal phase. And for more information, again, go back to 123 for how to track this properly. Okay. That was a quick and easy one. Number four, again, I kind of answered this also, but number four is do you ovulate one day or is it multiple days in a row? So the act of actually ovulating is your egg is released. It's one day. It's, it's a one day event. Your egg is released and then we move on. But the phase stretches like we talked about to the three to five days. And again, you could feel the energy of it for longer than that, but the actual fertility portion of it could be about six days long because five days before you actually ovulate, you can get pregnant for the five days before you ovulate because sperm can stay alive in that cervical fluid for up to five days. So say you ovulate on day you know, 18 or something, okay? It's different for everybody. Say you ovulate on day 18. On day 13, you have sex, you have cervical fluid present, you could still get pregnant because that sperm could stay alive in that cervical mucus for five days and the sperm is still alive on day 18, you ovulate, the egg is released, the sperm could fertilize the egg. So that is why you can get pregnant more than just one day, but the actual act of ovulation is one day. And you can only get pregnant for a maximum of six days out of your cycle. Only six days, even though we were told that you can get pregnant whenever, to be freaked out, to have to go on hormonal birth control, or you're gonna get pregnant, or all this crazy shit that's not true. It's only up to six days. So the five days before you ovulate, you can get pregnant and then give yourself a day buffer after ovulation to make sure that, you know, the egg is released, all is good, and then you're good to go. Okay. So the actual act of ovulation is one day, but the fertility window could be up to six days because of when you, because the sperm could stay alive in cervical mucus. And if you're like, well, Corinne, how am I supposed to know, you know, that I'm fertile if I don't always know, if I don't always ovulate on the same day? That is when you really need to start tracking your cervical mucus and your basal body temperature, and you will start seeing a, um, a pattern. However, the day that you ovulate can shift. So that's why you have to watch your cervical mucus patterns because when you technically, if you have cervical mucus, you can be fertile because cervical mucus, again, your, your ovulation day can move up. If you have cervical mucus present, it, your sperm, this, not your sperm, somebody's sperm could stay alive in there for up to five days. So go back to episode 123. I said this a hundred times, but I really dive into it there. So if this is something you're interested in learning more about, please go check that episode out because it's super, super important to know this stuff. If you're trying to avoid pregnancy or you want to get pregnant, it's very important to know this. So 
I hope this was helpful for you. Let me just give a little roundup of the questions today. Thank you for all of you who asked. I love hearing your questions. I love knowing what you want to hear more about and providing content that is supportive to you and where you're at in your life. So the moral of the story is for today's episode is to, first of all, make sure that you're ovulating, track your ovulation, make sure you're ovulating, make sure that your period is regular and it's all good to go. And if it's not, of course, reach out and I can help you with resources. I have different programs, different books to recommend to you, all of that stuff. I'll put some podcast episodes in the link below. If you are somebody who you know you're not ovulating and you're not getting a period right now, but that is step number one to make sure that that is intact. Once that's intact, and again, if you're on hormonal birth control, this isn't something that's happening for you. If you're on the hormonal IUD, you might be ovulating because the hormonal IUD doesn't aim to suppress ovulation, whereas the pill, the nuvering, the implant, that does aim to suppress ovulation. However, even though the IUD doesn't aim to suppress it, it still does in a lot of cases because it depletes you of nutrients and you need certain nutrients to actually ovulate. It causes inflammation in your body. So, you know, it's every person is different for that. So you have to actually track your ovulation to see if you are or not. But in general, if you're on hormonal birth control, the pill, nuvering implant, you are not ovulating. You're not going through your cycle phases. If you're just not getting a period, you are probably just having a long follicular phase and then a breakthrough bleed. So again, you're really not um, tapping into your cycle phases. But the main thing is to make sure that you are ovulating, you're getting your period, and then tap into your cycle phases. That is what I want you to focus on most importantly. And if you are someone right now who does have a regular cycle, you're like, I got my regular cycle. I'm always ovulating. I got my pattern down. I'm good to go. And now you're trying to really lean into all the phases and figure out how to support your nutrition and your workouts and your life and align your life to your cycle because that is how we're meant to live. We're meant to shift and flow with the rhythm of our cycle. I am hosting a free masterclass on this and I talked about it on Friday's episode. It was actually supposed to be scheduled for today to Tuesday, February 22nd, but I moved it to Thursday, February 24th. So if you are interested in learning more about these cycle phases and really learning how to connect to the rhythm of your cycle and feel into the different feelings that we're going to get within each phase and how our brain changes and how it affects everything in our body, the Your Power Within Masterclass, it's totally free. It's all, it's for you to really connect with your body, learn to have trust in your cycle and confidence and be able to know what to expect in each phase, know how you're going to feel, know how you can support yourself through that. Because when you know how to expect what to expect that you're going to feel, it changes everything because you're able to capitalize on every single phase instead of having it come at you and then fighting against it or being reactive. Now you can be proactive and you could really dive into it. So it's totally free. It's called the Your Power Within Masterclass. It's held in a Facebook group. I'm going to put the link below if you want to join us. It's going to be on February 24th at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And again, like I said, it's in a Facebook group. So if you can't make it live, you can always catch the replay. And if you're not listening to this in real time, still click that link. It is in a Facebook group that I am just having all my free masterclasses in from now on. So you could join that group at any time and you could go back and watch the masterclass if you're listening to this in like September or something. And you're like, wait, I would love to hear more about that masterclass. You could always go back into this Facebook group. Um, 
and watch the old masterclasses. So I am so excited to hopefully see most of you at this masterclass. I love to connect more with you. I love to provide free service, free information for you aside from this podcast that um, is just really meaningful and really is going to shift you. So if you're interested in that, the link is below. I hope this was helpful to you. Thank you so much for being here. As always, I appreciate you so much. I hope you have an awesome day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.